Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Wrestling Podcast. That's wrestling spelled W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all the graps, but without the E. But of course, me and G, we're not anti-E. We're simply pro-wrestling. My name is Liam. Big shout out to Gareth. He's not with us on this particular episode. Loads of stuff going on with that man. Busily, hurriedly preparing for his new life in the States and indeed his wedding. So if you get a chance, do send him some love on Twitter. Let him know you're thinking about him. I'm sure he would really appreciate that. Very excited this week as we are welcoming a guest that's been on our wish list for quite some time. This is Mr. Fred Rosser, formerly Darren Young in WWE. Big shout out to our friends at New Japan for making this one happen. Fred's been on the list for quite some time because uh, back when I was more abreast with WWE, I was a big primetime players fan. Uh, (laughs) Millions of dollars, millions of dollars. You're doing the dance, I know it. And also, it's an interesting case study because it's rare that you get somebody making that full-time move from WWE to New Japan. You get cameos here and there, but less of what Fred's doing, which is a real wholesale move. He's been there for, I think, the best part of four years now, which is, which is something. And really reinvented himself, so I was keen to get under that. And also as well, you know, Fred is a, a wonderful advocate of a lot of positive things in the wrestling world, you know, the block the hate movement doing really good things so again nice to speak to somebody who's very aligned with our mindset in terms of spreading positivity and uh, and love so that's wonderful so anyway without any further ado let's get into it this is the wrestling podcast meets fred rosser okay friends here we go we are live with the one and only fred rosser welcome to the wrestling podcast sir we're very grateful for your time thanks for having me don't forget it's mr no days off to the world you know it's not a gimmick. It's a way of life. Always grinding, always uh, making moves and always trying to make million dollar moves from WWE to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm still at it, baby. I'm so glad you started off there because the first question I had on my list was, given that you are Mr. No Days Off, what what does a day in the life of Fred Rossa actually look like? like? I get the impression you're somebody, one of these guys that can get by on fairly, you know, a smidgen of sleep and you know keep pushing through what does it look like for you um i always use the analogy anytime you go flying um listen to the flight attendant uh, as she or he says put the oxygen mask on yourself first before assisting others so that's how i like to live my life first thing in the morning i have to do something for myself and that's get the gym out the way uh i do intermittent fasting so i don't eat till 4 p.m so oh, wow. Uh, it's very important for me to get my workout in first thing in the morning, but I've got to knock out this interview and share my story first before I hit the gym. Oh, so we're, we're getting you pre-gym. Oh, man. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm, a, uh, uh, I'm knocking out this interview and many others, and then I'm heading to the gym. Oh, fantastic. No, that that's very cool. Um, so look, I wanted to, I don't want to drag anybody back to the pandemic, but I've been dying to ask you because it just seemed like the the jump over to New Japan came out of nowhere. Like who who had sort of Fred Rosser on there on, on the New Japan card for that year or any year, you know, at that point in time anyway. Fast forward to now, you're part of the furniture, you know, with with strong, you know, one of the pillars of strong, really. How did it all come about? What was even the what was it what were the initial conversations like? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. And to be considered one of the pillars of New Japan, New Japan Strong means the world to me. To make a long story short, how it started, uh, me and Lance Hoyt go way back to develop, to developmental in FCW in 2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, fast forward to 
2019, September 2019, we had ran into each other at a show and he was full time with New Japan and we were just talking and I always told him that I always had dreams and aspirations of working for New Japan. And it was November of 2019, New Japan had a show at the Globe Theater in LA and he invited me to the show and the show started at 7 p.m. I got there about 5 p.m. because I don't like being to shows late, but I wanted to get there early and feel the ring, feel the ambiance of the building. And I watched my first New Japan show, November 2019, live, and I watched it from beginning to end. And I asked myself, um, do I fit in? Do I fit in? Do I fit in? That was the one question that was running in my head. And after I watched the show from beginning to end, I said to myself, man, I can really hang with these guys. I can help elevate New Japan. And that's what it's all about, elevating talent, elevating the product. And I had a conversation with Rocky Romero and I said, what do I have to do? You know, I was in my mid thirties. If I have to try out, I'll do whatever it takes to be a part of the New Japan family. And this was a conversation Rocky and I had in 2019, November, and then fast forward to the pandemic. The pandemic hit us all hard and they reached out to me probably May, June, maybe even sooner of 2020. And uh, they asked me if I wanted to join. And I had to double check with my family. A lot of my family is in the medical field. And I said, well, they're doing everything COVID compliant. What do you guys think? And my family blessed me with the opportunity. They know how much sports entertainment, professional wrestling means the world to me. And they blessed me with the opportunity to um, work with New Japan. And I've been doing some of my best, best work with New Japan. And I say to my students in JPW Academy, I tell them that I'm much more me when I'm in a New Japan ring. So to make a long story short, that's how it all started. If it wasn't for Lance Horton and I crossing paths in September of 2019, I don't mm. know where my journey in wrestling would have taken me. That's fascinating because, you know, with the the pandemic sort of, I would imagine, expedited strong a little bit because there were a group of guys there that, you know, wanted to get something done and and it, it kind of emerged from, from that. Do you think had the pandemic not happened, that conversation would you would have led you to Japan rather than wrestling in the US? Uh, I mean, it's wild. It's wild. I just I just don't know where my journey would have taken me. But, you know, it was definitely something that I prayed about, I cried about, I thought about uh, for years, you know, wanting to be a part of New Japan. Mm -hmm. But I was always intimidated in the style. Even Mm -hmm. as a young kid, I was always intimidated because strong style, it's different, you know, it's different. It's physical. It's, uh, It's a sport with New Japan, New Japan Strong. So I was always intimidated in the style until I watched my first show, November of 2019. I said, man, I can hang with these guys. It's so interesting you say that because I was reading, uh, there's a wonderful interview on um, New Japan website, which I'd encourage folks to check out from February, uh, where you say just that about being intimidated about the style. Was there a point, like since you've been with New Japan, where that kind of fell away? Or, you know, did that stay with you even when you were debuting for for New Japan? You know, 
21 years will be September 11th. I've been rocking and rolling in this business and I still get nervous. I still get the butterflies. And um, I consider myself never the most talented. Where I where I excel is my ridiculous thickening work ethic. <laughs> and what I did was I, I, I studied and I prayed and I studied and I prayed. And, uh, you know, I'm not religious, but I am spiritual. I believe there is a higher power somewhere out there. And I studied and I prayed and I didn't do anything crazy uh, when I entered New Japan. And I just, I just studied and I applied everything I studied and tried to be the most aggressive superstar to come through New Japan strong. And like I said earlier, I've been doing some of my best work and mm. Working with guys like Fred Yehai, Jay White, TJP, Tom Lawler, who him and I have had match of the year, not once, not twice, but three years in a mm -hmm. row. And it's something that the fans voted on. It's not something that was given to us, the title of match of the year. The New Japan Strong, the New Japan audience, the American fans have voted us three years in a row and it's my biggest accomplishment ever in wrestling you know winning the wwe tag team titles the one time with titus O'Neil was an mm. amazing accomplishment for me but i did it as a tag team wrestler i did my thing as a nexus member with a group i did my thing with bob Backlund with wwe but finally finally i'm 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 doing me you know uh i'm um painting some of the best pictures that i could ever paint uh, and doing some of the best storytelling that I can with New Japan. And um, I have help. I have help from New Japan, but ultimately I'm doing it all by myself. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up the the rivalry with Tom, because that's when I think about New Japan Strong, that's the that's the first thing that comes to mind, which is, you know, that was it's the quintessential strong rivalry, isn't it? Like, wh why does that click so much? Again, you wouldn't necessarily... You know, if you were sat at home before it happened, think, oh, Fred Rossa, Tom Lawler, that's the match. But actually, it is the match. So where did that come from? You know, the respect of the fans is so, so important to me. Uh, but the respect of your peers is even more important to me. I don't like Tom Lawler. Don't like him. But he did an interview saying that, um, and I'm going to paraphrase it, he said, he would have never thought in a million years that he would have stepped in the ring with a guy like Darren Young, Fred Rosser. But the first time we touched in 2020, he said that it was going to be something special. And that means a lot coming from a peer that I can't stand. And that's what it's all about. It's about doing some of your best work. It's about engaging with the fans. It's about putting on a show that people all remember and that's what it's all about time isn't on our side you know time doesn't like us so if i've got to do something i've got to do it now and almost 40 years old november 2nd of this year i've got a lot left in the tank and the best is yet to come really for mr no, mr no days off no I, I believe it the transition from new japan to wwe is one we see probably more often than WWE to New Japan. What are the things that you kind of brought or took from WWE that you felt like it kind of helped you in New Japan? Great, great, great question. I've got a steel line 
from Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona, a good friend of mine. He did an interview saying that he enjoyed his experiences with WWE. Mm. Uh, WWE was almost like uh, a university and he graduated from the university and he took everything he learned from WWE and now he utilizes it on the independent scene. And that's what it's all about. For me, everything I've learned from WWE, whether it was media training, working in front of a live audience, uh, top to bottom, I've learned so much. And what I did was everything I learned with WWE, I was with them uh, for a long time. You know, my journey just didn't start with WWE overnight. I was signed with them from 2009 mm-hmm. to 2017, but I was doing extra work from 2002 to 2009 so really my relationship with wwe was from 2002 to 2017 when i got released so from the beginning to end i learned so 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 much and i take everything i've learned and i bring it to new japan new japan strong um new japan the la dojo here in los angeles is celebrating its fifth anniversary Mm. And we had NJPW Academy, and I'm the head coach. So everything I've learned from WWE as well as with New Japan, New Japan Strong, um, I lead. I lead my class of uh, over 15 students, guys and girls, and I give them. I give them the playbook. You know, I give them my personal playbook. I don't try to sugarcoat anything. I don't try to hide anything. I give them the playbook. Um, how to work WWE, how to work New Japan. Uh, I say it all the time with my NJPW Academy class, your greatest ability is your adaptability. You know, how well can you adapt to a WWE style? How well can you adapt to New Japan? So um, yeah, I, I love coaching. I love leading. And pretty much everything I've learned in the last 20 plus years um I'm passing it along to my students at NJPW Academy. That, that's quite the, that must have been quite the honor to be asked to head that up, you know, because obviously the dojo exists already, but I love that they've rolled it out and you've got the academy now with yourself, Kushida and others, you know, as coaches, which is incredible. Um, can you tell me a bit about how that came to be and uh, what the process has been like thus far? Excellent question again. Uh I've always wanted to have my cake and eat it too. I don't know if you've ever heard that uh, line before. Uh, I've always wanted to be able to coach as well as compete at the highest level. And that's what I'm doing now. Uh, I've been in contact with WWE about being a uh, coach at NXT, but I also still want to wrestle and give back. And I'm able to do that with New Japan. You know, New Japan has pretty much said here, Fred Rosser, come and eat at our table. Fred Rosser, uh, we'd like for you to be a coach. We have a new program, NJPW Academy. Would you love to do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because now I'm able to still compete at a high level and coach and break down film and let my students know why I do what I do in the ring, why I attack the way I attack. And they all get it. And I try to make it, I try to make it as easy as possible. Sorry, I'm outside. Hopefully the noise isn't drowning you no, out. Um, this is where I come to kind of unwind, uh, get my mind right for the day. So I thought I'd come out here and do the interview. Like I said, 
I, I feel I, I have a plethora of knowledge and you'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. I can't take it with me, you know, mm -hmm. but I can leave it here better than what it was today. And one of my big things with the NJPW Academy, I don't try to give them a whole bunch of uh, unnecessary uh, information. I try to build confidence and confidence is number one for me. I didn't have confidence when I was part of the Nexus. I didn't have much confidence period when I was with WWE. Uh, at the very end of my career with WWE, I started to build more confidence. That was because I was comfortable and out and comfortable with myself. Mm. Uh, but that's my number one thing with NJPW Academy, building confidence. That's really interesting you say that because, you know, from my memories of, of Darren Young, you'd have never guessed that. Um, you know, particularly, you know, I, I have a very fond memory for A, the Darren Young theme song, which was a banger, and also the primetime players in general. Like, yes. what, what was the kind of, what were the, the sweet spots for you in terms of where you felt you kind of really hit your stride there? Uh, I think when I came out publicly to the world in 2013, mm. um, before that, uh, I would always do my interviews. I would try to deepen my voice to sound tough and to sound masculine. I don't have to do that anymore. Mm. At the end of the day, I can just be me. But definitely, definitely coming out to the world built so much confidence because I honestly don't care what people think of me. I say it all the time. If you don't know me personally or if they don't know you personally, don't take it personal. I've read that from and, once and I've passed that on to so many people. It's, it's cracking advice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the truth. And uh, I repeat myself a lot because I'm passionate by what I talk about. Years ago, I was not comfortable with doing interviews, uh, but now I am. Uh, I always say, don't die with a story and you tell it. So I do repeat myself a lot, but that's just me speaking from the heart. Mm -hmm. Anytime I do these interviews, I can plan out what I'm going to say. But for me, speaking from the heart works best for me. No, totally. And it, I remember reading the story um or it might be my heard the story actually um, about you coming out in WWE and I think it was CM Punk had some and some good words for you and, and so on. Fast forward to now, you know, you're wrestling at um, the GCW Effie's Big Gay Bash and there's like a real sort of thriving sub scene almost in the US Indies of sort of, you know, a celebration of, of gay wrestlers effectively and, and, you know, LGBTQ and, you know, the, the whole spectrum. Could you have imagined that, you know, back when you, you know, pre-coming out? Could you even imagine that sort of environment existing? Not at all. Not at all. And me, I was always fearful, fearful of the unknown, mm. fearful of losing my job, fearful of losing friends. But it was important for me to have that support system. That's what I tell everyone, that support system, meaning your family. Mm. And with social media being so big, I tell my fans and family if you don't have anyone that supports you, be a part of my family on social media. And one particular fan years ago that I met, I remember him contacting me on social media and saying that he wanted to commit suicide. And, oh, wow. you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I am a friend. If I've met you and you contact me on social media and he was an ally, he wasn't, he wasn't a gay, he was an ally his girlfriend had broke up with him and he was devastated. And what I did was I video messaged him and I was just a friend to him. 
And then a couple of years later, he had found love again and he was getting married and he thanked me. So it was that minute that I realized that my story coming out was a big deal. So again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, and but I am a friend. And, you know, I use my social media to elevate people, um, not break people down. So that's why my whole block the hate movement is so near and dear to my heart, you know, you know, in this world, we all receive hate for various reasons, but in order to be strong and successful, we all got to block the hate. Liam, you might get bullied because, you know, you, uh, you, uh, you have a goatee or something, you know, <laughs> I might, I might get bullied because as a kid, I had a speech impediment. I would stutter. I was an overweight kid growing up, but I didn't let those things, uh, hold me down of, uh, achieving my dreams of ultimately becoming a WWE superstar because I was determined. My high school yearbook, the last sentence said, WWF, here I come. So I was determined. I wasn't going to take no for an answer. There was no plan B or plan C for me. It was plan A, WWF, WWE, and I achieved it. So don't die with a story and you tell it. And I'm telling it to, I'm telling it to you tonight. No, Not tonight. I'm telling it to you this morning. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Thank you. Um, right, I'm going to pause the, the wrestling talk here because what we, we like to do is just ask a couple of slightly sillier questions just for sure. our listeners to get get to know you, you know, sort of outside of, of wrestling or what they may have, or how they may have come to perceive you already. So the first one, which is often controversial um, with our listeners, is what is your favorite pizza topping pepperoni straight straight <laughs> easy. yeah pepperoni we, we interview a lot of wrestlers in japan and some of the answers we get back are, are often far more <laughs> weird and wonderful oh yeah like that. what like uh mate do you know may saruga who wrestles for gato move uh she's in done a bit in aw dark recently um yeah i'm not sure she uh, told us about pizza that had mashed potato on it which was a new one oh, for wow. us yeah oh um, that's a lot of carbs indeed yeah absolutely nowhere to go with that and suzu suzuki is in stardom at the second she had a mayo and uh prawn pizza again like this mayo Mayo and mayonnaise and prawn on there. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think you're uh, safe with your with your, <laughs> with your answer. Yeah, pepperoni is the way to go for me. Absolutely. And um, what do you get up to outside of wrestling? Do you have any you know hobbies or interests that you, you go to when you're not thinking about wrestling? Honestly, I'm always, always, always thinking about wrestling. Always <laughs> watching it. Uh, on NJPW World, YouTube, always watching it. Um, for me, I don't, I don't drinking drink anymore. I stopped drinking August of 2017 when I moved out to Los Angeles full time, and it was a personal decision. Um, so I don't party anymore. I would party to try to fit in with the crowd. Now I don't have to do that. So you will not catch me at a bar unless I'm being paid. And if I'm at a bar, I'm going to ask if you guys have any kind of hot tea, any tea. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll sip on some tea if I'm getting paid at the bar. But you won't catch me at a bar. So for me, I like hiking. I like going for long walks, honestly, you know, mm. to clear my head and to um, uh, I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of an introvert, you know, but I can mm. socialize as an extrovert. 
I'm the only child, so I have zero problems with being alone. Get it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm very simple. If, if I have friends that want to go hiking, that's cool. I, if I have friends that want to go to an amusement park, that's fine. A museum, that's cool. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a homebody. You know, if we weren't doing this interview, uh, I'd be on the floor stretching, always stretching. Mm -hmm. Love yoga. Uh, I always tell I always tell my students to take care of their bodies. They'll they'll come across coaches that'll try to break them down mentally mm -hmm. and physically and give them so much advice they don't know what to do with. But my number one advice is always build confidence and take care of your body. Are you a hot yoga guy? I've done hot yoga. It's mm. brutal, brutal. Mm. I, I I've made the mistake uh, when I was visiting Honolulu of doing hot yoga uh, two sessions in a row. It was mm. brutal, yeah. brutal. But uh, anything to kind of, like I say, health is wealth. So anything to, uh, I, I say it all the time um, to people. Do you want to spend money on nice vacations or? You want to spend money on doctor bills, you know, having to take medication and all that stuff. And it's important that you, especially in this industry, you you take care of your body, because if you want opportunities with the big leagues, you don't want to be hurt or anything like that. So some people get it. Some people don't. Um, uh, you can't you can't wrestle forever. You know, Michael Jordan can't play basketball forever. So there comes a time when uh when it's all said and done for me, I don't want to have any hip issues, neck issues, any of that stuff. So mm -hmm. the preventative care, the prehab, not rehab, prehab is the stuff you do so you don't get hurt uh, is very important to me. No, I'm with you entirely. Absolutely. Um, last silly one, the, and I guess this is a bit more skewed to Japan, and hopefully we'll get on to whether or not we're likely to see you there um, in a little bit. But obviously, there's a big karaoke culture out there. So I'm wondering if you if you were to partake in a, a bit of karaoke, what would your favorite song be or go to song be? Stevie Wonder, "Ribbons in the Sky." Tough. Um, to do. Yeah. Oh, very tough. But I don't try to. Um, I don't try to sound like him or anything. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's my go to karaoke song. Um, when I moved out to LA, I was taking acting classes and I really got into music more, mm -hmm. listening to the songs, listening to the lyrics, what kind of emotion is the singer trying to convey. Uh, and that's really helped me out with promos and mm -hmm. interviews and all that stuff. You know, wrestling is a feeling business, you know, uh, the people, the people want to uh, feel your energy, whether you're talking or whether uh, movements in the ring. It's a feeling business. So music has helped me out a lot. And I lived in Miami for a little bit when I was in uh, WWE. And there was a few karaoke spots that I would go to with my partner. Uh, I hate using the word partner, but my boyfriend at the time. Mm. And it actually helped me out become comfortable, uh, being uncomfortable. So I'm not the best singer, but it helps relax me. It helps me become a better storyteller and it helps my interviews flow better. Are you still doing the acting lessons, by the way? Uh, not recently. I was doing it more before the pandemic, uh, during the pandemic a little bit, but not as much anymore because I'm very busy with other projects. Mm.
Yeah, because I, I remember from that uh, from the same interview when you were talking about the academy, you were saying that there's there's a promo class as part of that package, which sounds like a new wrinkle for what happens in in the dojo normally. Yeah, you know, with the dojo, I want to teach them everything, not only just the New Japan style, which I'm still learning as we speak, but I want to teach them everything. Like I said earlier, your greatest, our greatest ability is our adaptability. So I want them to get everything from me. I want them to leave. It's, it's, it, um, it's a program where I want them to leave and be confident. And that's what I said. Confident, 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 uh, stepping into a WWE ring, stepping into AEW ring, any ring. Um, so that's very important to me. Oh, no, thank you for that. And then just one more question on the Academy, if I may. Mm-hmm. Is, there, um, is there a pathway from the Academy through to the dojo? Or is that if, if someone got to the end of the, of, the, of the sessions and sort of felt like, yeah, I want to keep going, is that a conversation that can happen or how would it normally work? Since day one, very beginning, I don't make any promises. We don't make any promises. The thing with the academy students is they took the same journey that I did. They they paid to be a part of this academy. For me, in 2009, when I got signed with WWE, I paid to try out. I hate to be one of those old timers and say back in my day, but... Mm. Really, back in my day, I had to pay to try out with WWE. I was told no over 40 times until I got the one yes, May 4th, 2009, paid trial. Out of 75 guys and girls from all over the world, I earned my contract. So our stories are very similar. I paid the trial. They paid to be a part of the academy. You get what you put in, you know, Um I don't try to beat anyone up mentally or physically because I tell my students, you're going to, you're going to come across people that are going to do that if you haven't already done so. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like I said, I'm looking to give them the tools and resources that they need to succeed. You know, I treat people the way I want to be treated. So I go to sleep fine at night, knowing that I've given it all I had to every one of the students. Everyone is special They'll all be at resurgence coming up in Los Angeles. Oh, nice! In Long, um, in Long Beach, they'll be there, and they're going to be t- doing the same journey I did when I went to my first New Japan show, November of 2019, and watched the show from beginning to end. For them, it's going to be the same thing. They're going to watch the show from beginning to end and ask themselves, "Do they fit in with the style?" And there are some some students that I think can definitely fit in and there are also some students that i think need some work you know we all need work including me uh i'm doing my homework and i hope they're doing their homework as well right, very good I'm, I'm glad you mentioned resurgence because we've got to talk about it and the street fight with juice robinson i got i gotta ask you this feud i don't think i've ever seen you quite as dare I say antagonistic um, as you have been with, <laughs> with the stuff about uh, Tony Storm and things like this. There's a, there's an elevated level of animosity here. Like what's, what's going on? The thing is uh, winning the strong open weight championship from Tom Lawler. That was my biggest singles accomplishment ever, you know? And um, I'm a type of guy that once I defend the title and I win, Who's next? Who's the next challenger? And after I was done tapping out Kenta's ass in San Jose in February, 
Juice Robinson could have been next in line, but he took a different route, which was a bad decision. He cost me the strong open weight championship. So he went low and I had to go lower. I said to him, I said, does your wife think you're a man for doing what you did to me? So I challenged him at Capital Collision in D.C. I said, I'm going to pay for a front row seat for your wife to watch me punish you. And uh, I guess he took offense to that, as you can tell. Um, it was a brutal beatdown. Uh, it cost me five stitches legit in my ear. Um, and then the next night in Philadelphia, another sneak attack by Juice Robinson when I was going to fight Lance Hoyt and tap his ass out and move on to face Tanahashi or Will Ospreay. But that didn't happen because of Juice Robinson. So he ruined a lot of stuff for me. So I had to go very low, very low. And really, you know, I feel I feel like I have a big crush on Tony. You know, I think she's <laughs> I, th I think she's I think she's turning me straight. And <laughs> I just want one night. Uh, you're laughing, but I'm serious. I just want one night with Tony. Just one night. So we can watch Netflix and eat Reese's peanut butter cups, you know. I, I, I said I said on social media, on my Twitter, that I'm the one wrestler that your wives can be safe around, you know. All the wrestlers' wives, they would definitely, definitely be safe around Mr. No Days Off. Tony Storm, I just want one night with Stormy. Tony Storm, Stormy, I just want one night with Stormy, that's all. I think it's fair to say you're in his head now. Uh, <laughs> so, resurgence aside, like if we, you know, that's going to be a brutal, brutal match. And um, I, I dare say, I don't know if it'll be finished right there and then. But if you could look past this this rivalry with Juice, what else is on your horizon in terms of what you want to achieve in New Japan? Ultimately, going to New Japan, uh, uh, Tokyo competing out there and it will happen it's only a matter of time but when it happens um the world is going to know and the world's going to be very very excited so uh i ultimately want to get my strong open weight championship back uh we'll see we'll see but i do some of my best work my best work honestly when i'm under pressure when i'm under pressure that's when man the stories that I'm a part of are magic. So I do my best work, like I said, when I'm on the chase. I'm with you. Um, two more questions, if I may. Um, sure. One for the, the 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 fans that followed you from your WWE days. It, is there is there a world where we see the the primetime players together again in well, in either room, really? Yeah, you know, um, I was with Titus the day after WrestleMania uh, in Los Angeles. I was at Raw visiting friends. And, and and that's the great thing about still having a great relationship with WWE, that anytime they're in town, I'm able to go backstage and visit old friends and rock my New Japan swag <laughs> gear. Uh, MVP, who's done some stuff with uh, New Japan, mm. uh, I ran into him and he was checking out my track suit and he was like, man, <laughs> that's a nice track suit, man. And he says, anyone that wears that, you know, around people look at you and they're like, Oh, you're legit. And I told MVP, that's exactly why I wore it backstage uh, to raw to show people that, you know, I'm not washed up. I'm still at it. I'm still making moves, but 
if you want to do a little cross promotion between New Japan and NXT, let me be the guy to uh, build that bridge. And that's what it's all about. And I say it all the time, just because moves aren't being announced doesn't mean moves aren't being made. So I may or may not be in contact with NXT WWE about a relationship. But again, at the end of the day, I have to focus on me and focus on what I'm doing now. And New Japan, New Japan Strong is is my baby. You know, I want to see the products succeed. I want to see all the talent, top top to bottom, succeed, mm -hmm. as well as NJPW Academy. Perfect. Thank you. Anybody listening to this has, has found their headline, I would have thought, from that. Um, the, the other question, then, the other big promotion in town is AEW, and obviously there's the existing link there with Forbidden Door. Have you given any thought to Forbidden Door this year? And, and if so, who would you ideally like to wrestle from their side? Hmm, who would I like to wrestle from their side? That's a good question. You know, I'm just so focused with New Japan. Who would I want to wrestle? Honestly, I'd want to wrestle Chris Jericho, mm -hmm. uh, CM Punk. You know, it, it would be full circle with CM Punk. He was my uh, coach on NXT, the original NXT, which was like a game show that mm -hmm. I hated. <laughs> uh, and he he pretty much hated doing it too. I mean, we didn't during that time we didn't really say two words to one another. Uh, again, I was nervous, but he just didn't want to do it, you know. So full circle. Uh, I'm a lot older. I'm a lot wiser. I'm like wine. I age gracefully with time. And uh, on paper, seeing Punk against Mister No Days Off might be like, oh, oh, it's been a long time since they've wrestled, but. I definitely feel that working any of them, Jericho or CM Punk, would definitely help elevate me. And people would say, wow, they, the fans already know that Mr. No Days Off can go. Kevin Kelly says it the best about Mr. No Days Off, that very few can keep up with this engine, this motor, and Mr. No Days Off. So a lot of fans would be surprised at those matches. I don't doubt Well, fingers crossed we see those. But one last thing, if I may. Mm -hmm. So I think you can, you know, there's not a great many, you know, people of color who have held titles in New Japan. There's probably even less that are openly gay. Do you ever take a second to sort of smell the roses and sort of appreciate what you've done? Or is does your mind work like that? Or? Every day, every day, every day. I wake up with an attitude of gratitude, grateful because they could have said no when I, they didn't pursue me originally. I pursued New Japan. And if they didn't call me up during the pandemic and say, hey, come eat at our table. Again, I don't know where my journey would have taken me, but I say it all the time. Um, New Japan was the first to put me on the marquee before WWE. So anytime New Japan has a graphic or anything, I'm right up there amongst the stars, Moxley, Tanahashi, uh, a plethora of other incredible wrestlers, you know? So it means the world to me to be a part of the New Japan, New Japan Strong marquee. Again, I appreciate all my experiences with WWE. It was like a university to me, like I said earlier. But to be on the marquee and for them to not care about... Uh, 
skin color, sexual orientation. They don't care. Mm. They don't care. And for me, all I've done was just put my head down and go to work. That's all I've done. Pray, study, put my head down and go to work. Literally don't politic. Don't do any of that stuff. I don't know how to politic. Honestly, I do not know how to do it. I just know how to just put in the work, you know, and I wake up, I wake up grounded every day in the fact that no one will outwork me. And it's the truth. No one will outwork me. It's, it's a great message. You're breaking down barriers on a daily basis. So good on you, sir. And uh, best of luck for Sunday with everything with Juice. And, and indeed, Tony, I hope it works out. And uh, Oh, it's, oh, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. So, Fred Rossett, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Block the hate, baby. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I sure did. Uh, Big thanks to Fred for his time and indeed to our pals at New Japan for setting that one up. We really do appreciate it. Um, The bit that Gareth normally nudges me to do is to ask our guests for their plugs completely forgot to do that so <laughs> i'll just fill in the blanks now fred's on twitter he's at real fred rosser and also he's got a very good looking link tree um going at the second with cameos uh paypal merch his theme songs on there fan convo all sorts of good stuff on there you can find that it's at link link tr.e forward slash block the hate movement we'll get that in the show notes for you as well do check it out and support fred if you can and of course this sunday may 21st is new japan resurgence loads of good stuff going on there not least fred's match against juice robinson which we spoke about at length and i think that one is going to be a bit crazy there's also the strong women's championship uh, tournament to crown the inaugural champion we've got mercedes monet stephanie vacker Momokogo and Willow Nightingale. So that one's going to be badass. Hikuleo's on the card. Kenta's on the card. Uh, Tanahashi versus Osprey uh, for the IWGP United States Championship number one contenders tournament. All sorts of good stuff going on. So it should be a really fun card. Looking forward to that one. So do check it out if you get the chance. Anyway, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. If you want to support us, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, it's at WrestlingPod, that's Wrestling about the E. WrestlingPod.com is where you can find our link tree, you can find our personal Twitters, places to listen, podcast platforms where you can leave a review or rating, and those things go towards us getting more great guests like Fred, so if you wouldn't mind doing that, we'd be grateful. And that wraps us up, folks, so if you uh, get a chance, do check out that New Japan show, and in the meantime, stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the grabs.